2: I wonder, I wonder if, if things, if are, really things changing, are really changing, Duncan. Changing, the way, I feel, the way I, I feel like they're changing. I wonder if it's just my circle of people, and I wonder if it's just uh, the people that we come in contact with through the podcast and through Twitter, the, all the the positive people. I wonder how much the world shares in the sort of the the vibe that we that we feel and that we're riding. And I always wonder if that is what if putting that out there if. If it's possible that we can get our shit together by using the Internet, by using podcasts, by using, you know, uh, different ways to communicate to each other, that we can somehow or another all be reached and all get our shit together in this generation more so than anybody's ever done before.
0: Well, you know, man, I mean, I think that there has to be a, um, you know, everyone has to keep using the technology. It's like, dude, like when I went to fucking Cincinnati, my this guy, I met this awesome guy named... Izzy, who started his own podcast from listening to your podcast and listening to my podcast, he started his own podcast called Tales from the Hard Side. Uh Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. Hey, what's up? This is Tom
3: Segura and you're listening to Izzy Rock on the Tales from the Hard Side podcast.
0: Hey, this is Brendan Walsh and you're listening to Izzy Rock on Tales from the Hard Side. I'm here with my man Izzy rocks, so pay attention. So, check yourself, before you wreck yourself, 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 yourself These are tales from the hard side, painted so vivid. Kicking real life stories, not woven or knitted. Izzy Rock brings that rawness to all who listen. Dropping heavy knowledge, knowledge and sharing some wisdom. Going down that rough road only makes you tougher. It's a beautiful struggle Sometimes we suffer Let the people know You aren't in this alone This talk is deep It cuts it's down to the bone No fakeness here This as real as it gets Pass this on the mic Kick it live and direct Spread that vibe everywhere All across the globe The idea's real simple There's no secret code Reach out to the people Spread that positive energy Cause we're all looking For a little bit of serenity Whatever little part Of this planet you live in These tales from the hard side Are now transmitting Transmitting into the hard
3: side. Microphone check 1212. Microphone check 1212. I thought you were going to roll up the windows. Yeah, I
2: am. What are these geese doing here?
3: They're hanging out. They're waiting what for these a movie gooses? ticket. So. Yeah, it's date nights for them. Guys, welcome to episode 214 of the Tales from the Hard Side podcast. And as. Happens sometime when a big old movie comes out, big blockbuster like a comic book movie. We like to go check it out, see what it's all about. Yeah, it's always fun to do that. Always fun. So, uh, what what is today's date, by the way? Today is the twenty sixth okay. of March. So, two thousand sixteen. Podcast is coming out on March twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen, a Sunday. Comes out every Sunday. You guys can go follow me on social media at the Izzy Rock. Um, let's see what else. I think that's it for now. Yeah,
2: um, you can be expecting these coming in the future because there's a lot of superhero and good movies. Well, probably good movies coming out.
3: Hopefully, good movies.
2: Yeah, we got to do one for
3: Cloverfield when we go see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever yeah, yeah. that is. So this is uh, one that was a lot of people were waiting on for a long time. And uh the reviews started coming in for it this past week. And let's just say that they were not good. No, they were terrible. In fact, that actually made the two main actors
2: sad that the movie got terrible reviews. But that was mostly by the critics, not by the audience. Yes. The audience, uh on Flickster at least, thought it was a 73, the average Uh for the critic, that would be around 30. Yeah. So, not too good. Not too good at all. Especially for a superhero movie. But I think that comes from the vibe about, about uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. And how a lot of people didn't like that, but honestly, I did, and I like this movie.
3: Well, and, you know, if you go back and you look at a lot of the DC movies, you look at what Warner Brothers has done uh, when they released... Green Lantern, and they release uh, what else? Green Lantern, Dark Knight, Man of Steel. Well, well Dark Dark well, Knight is really I, good. I wouldn't consider that
2: part of this series. No, not even Green Lantern. Do Green Lantern was part of the old series because it came out near like Dark Knight Rises. It it was, but
3: a lot for a lot of people didn't love that. And same no. with Green Lantern. Like a lot of DC movies. Don't get the love that Marvel movies receive. Yeah, I mean, even Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, two kind of unknown franchises, were huge successes. People love those movies, especially Not Guardians Ant-Man. of the Galaxy.
2: On Ant Man. Well, I don't know. I don't really get much box office stuff either. Like, I I don't really know many people that went to go see that that I know. Well, I consider,
3: I consider Guardians of the Galaxy, one of one of the best comic book movies of all time. What Uh, I loved it. It reminded me a lot of Star Wars. But anyway, so, I've been a fan of Batman and Superman since I was a youth. And Superman, a lot of people don't like him as a character. Including me. Well, mostly. I don't really like him. You're not a fan of Superman? Uh,
2: It's more of just... He's just, you know i get it the generic superhero ha 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 but i mean i I don't know just the movies made about him i kind of like his villains especially doomsday doomsday being one of my favorite villains in comic books um but yeah i don't know i i kind of think he's a little bit lackluster way better than aquaman
3: though (laughs) well we've never seen aquaman in a in a movie it's only been in the comic books I actually like Aquaman. But What? Yeah, I You're actually crazy. Like yeah, man. I like Aquaman. The well, pussy the- superhero? Who calls fish? Well, he also calls microbes. And if you watched Flashpoint on Netflix, the uh, you know the D C animated movies are usually pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And that um, one was one that was pretty awesome. Well I'm talking about Aquaman, the original. Yes. Yes. But but anyway, so now you're kicking off a whole new series a whole new beginning of uh the dc universe where now you're going to have the justice league or you're going to have a wonder woman movie so christian what did you think about batman v superman dawn of justice well, I, I thought it was good. Um, and Let's not give any spoilers, by the way. No spoilers.
2: Yeah, I, I thought Jesse Eisenberg played a terrific Lex Luthor. Uh, way different than what you would usually see. Uh, this time he's kind of like the Joker.
3: A little bit, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And I think Jesse Eisenberg would also be a pretty good Joker, like just the psycho, just the psychotic, you know, mastermind, or even um,
3: the Riddler. Yeah. Now, I like the Gene Hackman. Uh, was it Gene Hackman? Who played Who what? played Lex Luthor in the original Superman? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I don't think I've seen all of it. I forget what the guy's name is. But I, I liked him in those. I liked... Uh, Kevin Spacey was okay. Did he play Yeah, he Lex Luthor? Yeah, he played it in uh, uh, Superman Returns. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so... And, uh, he, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg didn't bother me uh, in this movie. I could see how he would bother some people, but it didn't bother me. Uh, I, I kind of went in with low expectations because of all the negative reviews and I will say that even though it was slow at, at points, um, that I really, I, I really enjoyed it. I think. Um it's not a perfect movie
4: by oh, any means Oh hell no
2: it's it's no Spider-Man 2 by any means <laughs> right.
3: It's no it's no Dark Knight yeah Um Some of the arguments that I saw coming out against it was it was kind of joyless Well
2: y- there's not much comedy the real comedy comes from the black guy who runs the Daily Planet and he kind of references the old Superman and Batman versus Superman, like no one would like to see Clark Kent versus Batman, and that was kind of funny. But I mean, he really, the jokes really only came from him, um, and I felt like some of the shots in the movie were pretty awkward. Like,
3: uh, uh, well, here I, let's 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 give him a scenario. Okay, so the only theater that I really like to go to anymore is a theater in uh, Huber Heights. It's a place called Rave, and They have these luxury reclining plush leather, I think it's leather, seats.
2: Let me give you some advice. Never go to see a 3D movie when you sit up front. It looks terrible. And
3: we weren't totally up front. We were like four rows back from the front. We were three. It was... But... But when we got tickets this morning, we went and got tickets this morning, and they were... uh, Most of the seats where we normally sit were sold out, and... uh, I just don't like to pay service fees, so I don't. I would rather come and buy them than buying them online. Uh, I'm a cheapskate in that way, I guess. But. So. That was an issue. We were sitting kind of close. And. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't focus. Like, I don't know
2: if it was the sitting up close or it was the 3D. Mm -hmm. But. I couldn't focus my eyes throughout most of the movie and generally I hated that like I I really couldn't enjoy the movie as I should have yes because of that and I really feel like anytime you go to see a movie if you go see it in 3D sit in the middle or the backs just do do not sit in the front or you will have a terrible experience right um
3: so what would you think about
2: Ben Affleck. Oh, I thought he... He's a really good Batman. Really close good to, Batman. Close to being as good as uh, Christian Bale Batman.
3: I think, for me, he may be the perfect Batman. Yeah. It, uh, it, M- Michael Keaton played a great Batman. Um, I i didn't have a problem with... Uh, Clooney? Chris, Christian B- Jeff or George Clooney was great. I didn't what? Have, yeah, he was great. Ooh, that, and Batman and Robin? Yeah, well,
4: Ooh. I think...
3: That that wasn't a good movie, but he was good in it. Um, I like uh, but I like Ben Affleck. A lot of people hate him. A lot of people point out Gili or whatever that movie is that they always bring that up as that he's not a good actor. Uh, Daredevil, the original Daredevil movie that he was in, uh, they also point that out, and I will say. I haven't enjoyed all his movies, but I enjoy him as an actor. I think he's a better director than he is an actor, but I do enjoy the movies that he's in. I think Argo, he was great in Argo. um, And I think that, for me, he really fits the mold of Batman. Uh, So, I enjoyed that. And I think Henry Cavill, or Cavill, or however you say his name. Clark Kent. The new Superman uh who was also he was Superman and Man of Steel. He screams a lot. That I like I like the Oh, and I like the we'll talk about the costumes, but we'll talk about the actors. Yeah. One. Um I think that he is a he's a great Superman.
2: Yeah, I mean I I definitely feel like the heroes in this one, e- like even Wonder Woman, I didn't even know like the woman. Mm-hmm. Um it, in a certain part, was going to be Wonder Woman, but when I saw, I was like, "Oh wow, she's Wonder Woman!" I I didn't actually know that until a certain scene happened. She's from Isra- Israel, and she actually served in the Israeli army. Huh? So i She's trained. Killer. She, she kind of had that accent to it, um and I I like that. Very beautiful. <laughs> Very beautiful. I think she's
3: she was probably the highlight of the movie, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman, or um, Doomsday. Doomsday was great. Like, the, that character I, was great. C- I, the CG didn't look bad? No. I
2: honestly, from the trailer, thought it was going to be complete crap. Yeah. But, you know, after, like, after he gets out of his shell and everything and actually gets to, like, his bone spikes that he usually has, I thought that looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they reincarnate him. And what did you, know? you think about um, the the costumes? Uh... I thought they were beautiful. Yeah. Um this is probably the best batman and superman costume mm-hmm. uh the batman costume looked great yes. um i don't know if it was as good as the dark knight one or better um but i really liked it way better than than the uh, 80s because batman couldn't move his neck yeah um and i loved the Hulkbuster.
4: <laughs> well
3: it's
2: not the hulk like buster the superman buster neck uh,
4: yeah
3: it's like, iron man yeah it looked like a like a mech uniform that was really cool. That
2: was and like when it um, when it now here's minor spoiler whatever. Don't give any spoilers. No spoilers. No, it, it's like when his mask cracked when he was okay, fighting. It's not. It kind of looked like you know Iron Man yes, somewhat. Yes, a little bit. A uh, little bit. I I kind of like the voice changer. You know, not just going into a deep voice, right? Like Christian Bale. Uh, they actually but, showed, uh, um, Alfred. kind of working
3: working on it
2: yeah and then one of the scenes that it's kind of like going on and off and i really like that um man the kryptonite looked great um it's i don't know how how people other people thought it was but i i honestly thought it was great and um i loved how batman used it you know batman's always prepared and that's why he's better than superman
3: yeah, um, so and he kicked Superman's ass, I and think, it was great. I, I think uh, I think the actress who played Wonder Woman, she did a great job. Yeah, definitely. Really, uh, really, really enjoyed her. Um, can't, actually, can't wait to see the Wonder Woman movie. I saw some um, pictures from from that uh, coming up, but uh, one of the a couple of the things I didn't like about the movie, I didn't like that it was. It, it was too slow at times. Uh, not enough action at certain scenes. Uh, the tone on the screen was super dark. Yeah, but I think that was
2: the point. I, well
3: it, it was and I know that like I know the tone of the movie itself. you wouldn't want a bright colored movie no. like like Guardians of the Galaxy or anything like that. but I do love a comic book movie that has a lot of color. And yeah it's, it's vibrant and i get so sick of seeing a lot of dark movies i'm not talking about like dark and no i i know dark in the way that they look yeah and like the thing
2: is with that i think they were trying a little bit a little bit too hard yeah but i i mean i understand because of the drama that's supposed to happen uh-huh. um you know, it was good, and uh, one thing I didn't like about the movie, that weird flashback scene, um, that was weird. Which weird flashback? The scene? the one where he falls asleep with the computer, and then it goes to the desert. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was weird,
3: because... That, that was kind of
2: weird. I, I There was no context to that, so you don't know what happened. Uh, I guess you're supposed to infer that's from what it would happen if... You know, he... I, I don't even know, but it was just weird. It it didn't feel right. It felt like that should have been a deleted scene. Because it didn't fit the movie.
3: Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of the complaints is... The movie is kind of a, a beautiful jumbled mess. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of scenes just
2: compiled, compiled together. And it kind of feels like a first year uh, editor or whatever. Director. Director. Yeah, kind of, but it's Zack Snyder. Uh, I think yeah. he directed Man of Steel Yeah, he did. as well. So, you know, a lot of the vibe that people didn't get from and didn't like about Man of Steel kind of came and kind of migrated to this. And I can understand that. Uh, Man of Steel had a lot of cri- criticism, but it wasn't a terrible movie just no, like this one.
3: No, That a lot of people are bashing it. I yeah. actually,
2: I actually enjoyed it. Like the fight scene with, Do- okay, I think it kind of felt like another Man of Steel because it kind of copied that mm-hmm. style where it was a lot of story build up and then fight scenes at the end. Yeah. Um, which that was there was, the fight scenes were compiled into one. It was Batman and Superman, then Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman versus Doomsday, and that was all the action pretty much, uh, besides a few minor, but, um, I did kind of like the choreography with that, but it's not the best that's happened. Um, it's not Deadpool good, uh, uh by any means, <laughs> but you can't, you can't really compare it. It's different studios, different directors right. and different actors. Right. Um, but I feel like the choreography could have been a lot better, um and but besides that it it really was a pretty good movie.
3: Yeah, I agree. Now, um we're going to we're going to pause it here and we'll yeah. we'll be back uh cuz we had an event last night that you you weren't with us, but nope. Gym City <laughs> Podcast was invited to a place called Proto Build Bar for the release of a a new stand-up arcade game that is uh Edison versus Tesla and you can shock your opponents. Can't That's wait it. to play it. We're going to go in. I'm going to get some B-roll footage. You're going to check the place out. And uh, we'll, we'll be back talking about it on the podcast. So let's let's head in there, and uh, we'll be back. You can tell me what you think about Proto when we get back. Right. Right. I've, because
2: he won two out of the three. Bernie did? Yeah. Wow. Okay.
3: All right, so, podcast listeners, we're back. We've made a stop at Proto Build Bar, which is a maker space. It is the only, only space like it in the country. Wait, really? In the country? In the country. Wow. only space like it. Man, you could come to Dayton and just come here. (laughs) So, Proto Build Bar is a space where they have 3D printing... They They've have, um, they have the biggest claw game in the country. It's a Guinness Book of World Records winner. It's these huge balls that Wait, are in this machine.
2: I didn't get one. Uh, no. Surprisingly, you didn't get one. I didn't get one, um, but I tried.
3: Yeah, they you know. have, uh, and I loved it. They have workbenches where you can solder and you can create. And what it is, is a place where people can go to create uh, prototypes. Oh, shit. Hold on. Wanna... Oh, shit, Time. Ha, nice job, Okay, Adam. sorry. Sorry about that, guys. So, people can go and they can create prototypes of something that they want to have built. Instead of sending it off to a company and paying thousands of dollars and having to get 200 of them made or something like that, they can go and have those printed there and dayton is a very historical place where lots of things that people use daily were created like a cash register like the pop top on um on a soda can we say pop it's ohio pop top well pop top pop yeah. No, we just say pop. pop we don't say soda we say pop soda pop so, the, the tabs in, in a pop, in, in a soda pop, were created in the Dayton area. Yeah. Um, flight was created here. We're not the first in flight. That's North Carolina because the Wright brothers took their plane to uh, Kitty Hawk. Uh, yeah. And they flew it there. And, and we, so... Wasn't Edison from Ohio?
2: I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I know a few presidents were... Uh, not too good ones like Harding, um, but you know. But
3: before we on. have the Bef- most astronauts. Before, yes, but before we get into all that, let's let's finish talking about Proto. Proto. So we went last night for the unveiling, unveiling, whenever you want to say, of a new stand-up arcade game that is Tesla versus Edison. Edison. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it, dude. Um, and, and for people out there what what are what was what were they going against each other for or like what it,
2: oh dude anyone should know this uh, it's it? because electricity and edison hired um, you know tesla and but tesla made better more efficient stuff but tes- but edison stole his ideas um, and pretty much kind of mass produced that and really because of tesla we have the modern day electronics uh obviously um you also have to kind of give credit to edison but edison stole all of his ideas quote unquote
3: well he did (laughs) so so let's so the machine so this stand-up arcade game yeah shocks you and it's terrible we can play against one another and you at a certain point, you can shock your opponent. Yeah, and it, it's kind of
2: like the uh, Mortal Kombat, where you can do, like, x-ray. Uh, if you ever played Mortal Kombat, like, 9 or 10, and you see, like, these really cool um, x-ray things, where they pop on the eyeballs, and stab you, and, like, crush your bones, but this
3: electrocutes you, literally. Um, and your, joy- your joystick... You're holding your joystick, and it's a metal type joystick. Yeah, so it's it
2: hurts. Um, And if if you play on, because there's uh, four levels: zero, one, two, and three. Zero being none, and three being full shock, um, or the hardest. um, And it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. And uh, we played one round, and my hand was jittery. (laughs) Like I couldn't, I couldn't put. I, I couldn't really keep it on there, and it kept f- feeling like I had aftershocks. Really, <laughs> and I, like I kind of stuttered my words, and I was I I, I, I was kind of like that. Um, it was fun though. Oh yeah, it was. It was really fun. I I really like it. Um, well, and then after after that, after we played that, so we played that. We we then
3: did the uh, crane. Yep. Or then we did we did the crane. You know the giant claw. G-Claw. Like I said, it's the Guinness Book of World's Records. Yeah, it it was really cool. It was made,
2: um, like the electronic box next to it, uh, where you can also put in money. Yeah. Well, you well you put in money. It's five bucks, which some people might think that's a rip off, but it's the experience. Yeah, it's the experience. Uh, and it's huge, like that it's the so joystick.
3: Massive. Oh yeah. So massive. But, uh, yeah, it's so massive. So, yeah. and then one of the cool things in there is that you can have certain things 3d printed yeah you can look up on the uh, i think it was makerbot
2: mm-hmm. um you can look up certain things say you wanted like um acdc you yeah. could probably do their logo, the logo um, yeah. you could do edison you could you could probably print out a face of edison or um tesla you could do the batman uh-huh. like head and cowl yeah um,
3: and, we, and we saw that there
2: yeah and many more like cthulhu which that would have been really cool cthulhu. but the one that i did and i did a small one of this now these range and it it amounts to time yeah the so, amount of time it takes yeah if it's under 90 if it's 90 minutes or under it's 20 bucks um i think it was three three hours um it was, uh, 40. is 40 and then over five hours is 60 60 so in and, and the larger you make it the more high def so I made it on low but the thing is it didn't take that long as well and if you make it say medium or high the time even though it would be you know small smaller it would take a lot more time because of how you know much uh, it would have to add.
3: And uh,
2: go ahead. I, I was wondering why you put your mic down. Oh, I, was, I was checking my levels. All oh, right. Okay. Um,
3: yeah. So, so you are you are into Fallout. So oh, yeah,
2: definitely. Uh, I got the board game. I have a few. I have the um, Lone Wanderer uh, pop thing. I have a few Fallout shirts. I have a Fallout hoodie. Pop vinyl. Pop vinyl. Um, I have a Fallout poster, and I have. Fallout three game of the year edition, Fallout New Vegas uh, game of the year or Ultimate, and then for Fallout uh, for Fallout four. Did I say Fallout 4 when I meant to say New Vegas? Or did I say uh-huh, New... I don't know. Okay, well, uh, for Fallout 4, I got the season pass and I uh, played Automatron. And my god, that was amazing. Yeah, you like the downloadable content? Hell yeah, dude. Downloadable content with uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout games. Really, any Bethesda game. Uh, it's great because you you get so much out of it. And the Automatron was only $5. And it was worth way more than that. There was a lot of new customization options. There was new armor, new guns, new quests, new locations. The Mechanist layer um, with the DLC, huge. It took me like 10 to 20 minutes just on the last mission because I was trekking through that giant layer. And I was I was actually wondering, wow, this is really big. Um, but yeah, it was great. Yeah, so, so you got the
3: vault boy printed. Yeah. Um, and we're picking it up uh, Monday. Monday. And yeah. I got it,
2: um, you know, I, I got it. I'm getting it printed blue, and then we're going to paint it. And uh, surely you'll post a picture once we're fully done with it and everything.
3: Yeah, go follow me on Instagram, Dizzy yeah. Rock. And you'll He'll see post
2: it. it on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Yep. All that stuff. And, and, and I will too.
3: And I'm putting a video together of. Uh, for a gym city podcast called what's happening and there'll be some footage this week it, actually it will come out uh, the day after this podcast it will come out on monday and then we're having an episode of epic and the beard which is another youtube show that we do that's about 15 minutes long and it covers various places and events and things like that that scott epic and mark degrosa mark is the beard and scott is scott epic so epic in the beard um scott wasn't able to join for the independent creators expo so i i, I became the epic portion of that is he in the beard it's but, it's, but i'm the beard I'm, yeah it's beard, a beard and beard too. beard and beard so um so we how, have that, we have that coming out um now we're it's a sunny day sunny saturday yeah and elections are today elections are today we're we, into we politics about politics uh a few episodes ago yeah and
2: you know uh in, in my opinion um well okay so i focus on more of the the democratic um Primary well, ele- general election and everything uh, more than Republicans. Um, mostly because I find the Republican side to be a bunch of buffoons. <laughs> uh, especially with Ted Cruz who <laughs> cheated on more women well, than uh, Tiger Woods. Allegedly. allegedly. Um, but you know. And then you have Donald Trump. Uh, Kasich's really the only sane one not He's he's not really even... I, I don't know. Like, he did some stuff recently with defunding Planned Parenthood in Ohio, which is terrible. Right.
3: Um, and, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people who don't like Trump, they do like Cruz because Cruz really goes after the religious vote. Though. Yeah. The, the, but, the Christian right really like Cruz. Oh, yeah. Uh, he
2: won in Utah by an astounding amount. Um, but i think cruz is gonna lose he's gonna either drop out or whatever because we're getting to the east side soon <laughs> east side um and that's not where he has his strong points i uh, we really passed all of the extremely conservative states because now we're pretty much done with the southern um pretty much and, and you still you still think bernie has a chance um. Yeah, I do, and the delegate count kind of shows that. Uh, he listen. You should never count super delegates because they can change at any time, and if the popular vote goes in Bernie's favor, which he won the Democrats, uh, the Democrats abroad, which is Democrats from all around the world, a uh, vote, and he won sixty nine to thirty something, which is incredible. Um, but you know if the popular vote goes in his favor all the super delegates will switch to him and those will change it's very frequent and uh, republicans don't have that that's why you have such a lower delegate uh, requirement um, but really uh, the delegate count on the democratic side is Hillary having somewhere around 1200 1200 to 1300 and bernie having nearly a thousand so he's not really that far behind i know that might seem like a lot but really he isn't and the states coming up have over some have over a hundred delegates um so there's definitely still a race here and the three states going at it today on march 26 2016 are washington alaska and hawaii or hawaii Um, and they are all open caucuses. I think they're all open, but they are all caucuses, which if you look at Colorado, Minnesota, Idaho, and all the states that really have caucuses, um, well, besides Iowa, um, you can see Bernie wins by really over 20% in each. So I really think he has a strong, um, game today and I, I don't really see Hillary winning in any of those and if he wins by a strong margin in washington washington has over 100 delegates so a lot of those would go to him i i don't really get um why even though he wins a lot more of the vote the superdelegates still go to hillary i i really
3: don't get that and i think that's enough political talk for now yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) i pretty much took the I'm so I'm so sick of it. I'm I'm so sick of politics. I'm so sick of uh, the because it, it's like reality TV. It's like a for two years we are forced to be part of this reality TV show that now actually has a reality TV star that could be president, and it's it's an odd place to be in as a United States citizen. That this is like this isn't fake. This isn't a movie or a tv show or a reality show this is like this is real life these yeah these people have the codes they will have the codes to our nuclear ar- arsenal and do you want somebody like trump or ted cruz we're, we're who good. ted cruz said he would
2: um carpet bomb the middle east make it a wasteland did he Yeah, he did. He said it multiple times. So, if you want someone like him or someone like Trump, who, in my opinion, if someone insulted Trump, he would start World War III and start war with that country. I think
3: he's trolling. I I do. I think he's trolling. He could or he couldn't.
2: It it could go either way. Trump is so flip-floppy. He's... He's more of a flip-flop fish than Hillary is. But is that bad to be a flip-flop fish? Yes, person? it is, because you're not standing yeah. by your issues, and yeah, you're not... If your opinions change about something, aren't you allowed to have differing opinions? Uh, yeah, but I mean, well, if you have a differing opinion, like saying gay marriage shouldn't be allowed until 2013, then uh, yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> bad. And she, she says she's more liberal, but her record does not show that her wanting to go into uh more countries than obama um her supporting all the trade deals like all like i uh you know supporting the tpp and all all of this stuff uh it's terrible
3: yeah it is anyway because we're about to we're about to wrap this podcast up or at least this section of it. If you yeah. look, if you look, there's quite a bit left. I want to include an interview I did with Jesse Noble from Jim City Comic Con. He is the creator of Jim City Comic Con, which happens to be next weekend, next Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd. Now, for you guys that are in the Dayton, Ohio area, I will be on the... Finding Your Voice and Being Heard podcast panel at the Dayton Convention Center on Saturday, April second at one p.m. in Panel Room A. Uh, we will be discussing podcast. Uh, Troy Copes of the Uncommon Geek podcast will also be part of it. He was going to be part of Dayton Podfest, but he has bowed out, and a podcast called the Fresh Dope podcast is taking taking his place that is on june 3rd at the old yellow cap building i'm sure we'll be talking about that um next saturday at gym city comic-con but if you guys are in in town and around the dayton area come and hang out and say hi come watch the podcast panel christian are you planning on going to uh gym city comic-con i might i don't know yet um What, what else do you have to do uh,
2: well, it just depends on plans and everything. Um, I was going, planning on going to a Smashing Pumpkins concert with one of my uh, friends, well, with Jeff. Uh, but he's going to California the next day, and he has to go at like 5 in the morning. Uh, so, What's he going to California for? He's just going for a week, uh, spending, he's going to visit his friend. Oh, you have spring break coming oh, no. up yeah yeah that he's going there for spring break uh so you know i i might go but i'm not completely sure go to Smash and pumpkins I've,
3: I've never seen them well maybe, maybe well pretty much remember.
2: he's pretty much uh it, his uh sister said that it would kind of be a rush
3: yeah so all right um so we are almost home yep it's been a good day i'm gonna Go try and get your mom out of the house. Huh? Look, they're holding microphones. Look. Look, they're holding microphones. There's a lot of of out-of-state tags. Yeah, it's weird. Texas. Texas. I saw Alabama. I saw Pennsylvania. I wonder if people are on spring break here. I wonder if people are coming here for Easter. Guys, are you... If you ever take a vacation in the Dayton area, you can check out Gym City Podcast. We got all the cool stuff going on. We cover all the not all the cool stuff cuz we're only a, a group of people and we're on a very shoestring budget. It's funny we get we get asked to sponsor certain things. Like we were asked to sponsor uh a band while they were on tour and uh we also got asked to sponsor this uh 17-year-old race car driver. He's <laughs> got a message. Yeah. Uh and I wish I wish we had the money to be able to to do it, but we are literally on a shoestring budget. We're looking for sponsors ourselves. Um, we got one sponsor this year, and that was Yellow Cab. And so we're trying to work out some issues. I know last episode we talked about it a little bit. Uh, I talked about it with Scott Epic, but trying to figure that out. You know, trying to we don't. I don't want to put too many ads, but you've got to find a way to make a little bit of money to get equipment, um, get donations, things like that. You have to. You know, these podcasts, as enjoyable as they are to listen to, there is a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that go into making them, and that includes equipment, time, the amount of time that I put into doing Jump City podcasts. And editing. And editing and recording and all that stuff. It's it's a lot.
2: Yeah, and all the YouTube videos that you do, uh, you edit all all of them. Yeah, I do. And... Usually that, uh, that takes up all of your time, which is good. Um, but you know, you I sacrifice know. a bit with that. I, I do. I sacrifice a lot, actually.
3: Yeah. And so, what, like, we're considering a Patreon page. I know. Oh, you should. Yeah, we're thinking about it.
2: Yeah, because you know, then you, you know, then you probably wouldn't have to do ads.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Depends on if you got enough people that were actually support you
2: well yeah i you would you would advertise the uh patreon page but yeah 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 but you uh you kind of do advertise your uh social media i do a bit all right and gym city podcast when
3: you're doing your own personal podcast yeah so, <laughs> so guys come out um to gym city comic con next week next saturday saturday and sunday i will be there on sunday i won't be there on i mean i will be on the, there on saturday i won't be there on sunday and uh, come say hi. If you see us with camera or with microphones, just come come and say hi. Say, hey, we're Gym City Podcast listeners or we're Tales from the Hard Side Podcast listeners. Whatever you do, do it with pride. And I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, I had a great day with my son, who is now 16. You got a haircut. You changed yeah. your hair from kind of the spiky. Spiked up spiked up kind of military almost looking haircut flat top from uh oh, who's the guy in street fighter oh uh yeah i forget what his name yeah. is the blonde hair guy yeah um, Oh, i'm not a i'm not a real gamer if i don't know that right well i i, I don't i play more
2: mortal kombat is better than it's street not ken, fighter. is it huh it's not ken is it huh i don't i don't know um but you know it, um yeah i had her for over a year uh a little bit but i kind of wanted to change it a bit yeah so
3: so, so you got that now it's know. now it's kind of uh you know you're still using the pomade but it looks yeah. good do you know these people
2: yeah they're my friends
3: dude that red haired girl i think she likes you no all right buddy well hey guys please uh well just l- listen just keep listening I'll put on J- uh, uh, Jesse Noble from uh, uh, Jim City uh, 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 from Jim City Comic Con. Who are you, Ben Carson? I, and then at the end of this podcast, I'll end it with a couple songs. So nice. You guys take care of yourselves. We are home now. Peace so, out. Have Slide a dogs, great. Week. Whatever. I don't know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Gym City Podcast. Um, i your host, Izzy Rock. You can go to gymcitypodcast.com for all the notes and information for this podcast and go follow us on social media at gymcitypodcast. Also, go follow me on social media at the theizzyrock and go to theizzyrock.com. Today, I'm here with the creator of Gym City Comic Con, Jesse Noble. Hi, Jesse. Hi, how
1: are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm I'm all right. I'm a little stressed out. We've got a couple a uh, couple weeks left before the big the big show, so I'm trying to uh, make sure all the last minute fires are maintainable or or can be put out. All right. So
3: um, you have Gem City Comic Con coming up April second and third at the
1: Dayton Convention Center. Yep. That's uh that's the new venue. We've moved from the Nutter Center back in or into the Gem City. It only made sense. Yeah. That the Gem City Comic Con was in the Gem City finally.
3: And you started. Let's talk about the origin of it. Sure. I know. I know we had you on before, uh, but people might not have heard that podcast, and we'll give them an update and uh, talk about what there is this year. So, uh, talk about
1: the origin. of We need an origin Jim story. Comic Con. Let's see. <clears throat> there's a. Uh, there's a. Depending, um, it's a little bit like meatloaf. Um, when you ask him how he got his name from, every time he just changes the story a little sure, bit. Yeah. Um, So there's a couple different renditions. Uh, The one that I like the most is um, I bought a collection of books. And it was way more than I could read or that I wanted to read. um, But it was too good to pass up. So I decided that I was going to start going out and selling these books. And I did. I went to Detroit and went around to Pittsburgh, Chicago. And I really liked it. It was fun. It was a fun way to spend a weekend away from home. So I decided that uh, me and my partner, Bill... Decided that why not do that here in, in, in Dayton. So, and his, he just said, find a venue. So, we found a venue, which was the Student Union out at Wright State, and uh, it's just uh, it grown from there. I mean, that's, that's the origin story. That's the, the nice, neat, conce- or concise origin story. The, the other ones are a little bit more wild, a little bit as wild as comics could be, I guess. But, <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the, the heart and soul of it.
3: Yeah and and now we're here in 2016 and uh so you've put on this event that anybody who's been to just raves about I'm I'm humbled by that Yeah like when we did the independent creators expo uh, at the Crown Plaza that Studio Kumakaze puts on a lot of people were talking about how they were going to be at Gym City Comic Con and how how they appreciated what you do uh because there's a lot there's a few cons Quite a few cons around the country. Oh sure, but to have something here in Dayton that has continued to grow, continued to uh, get to the point where now it's at the convention center, it's pretty impressive. Right. Um,
1: how do I say this? The, the, what we've always one of our core, you know, uh, attributes that we wanted to keep consistent in Gem City is accessibility. Yes. Um, my is published on the website. Phone numbers published on the website. You know I'm 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 approachable. You go to some of these other cons and it's a it's almost like a a corporation runs it, and a lot of them they are to where you know no one's in charge or you can't go to one person. Um, But we're accessible, Um, and one of the things we've always really really tried to do is be affordable. Yeah. Um, And that's that you know we've got children, and it's fun to be able to find something to do that's cheap on the weekend to get them active. You know, introduce them to reading. Um, And that's always been real important to us. So affordability for families. um, Children, we don't generally charge to bring in, you know, 12 and under. They walk right in. They get a little sticker or a a tattoo. But our main ticket is only $10. And um, as far as I know, and I've done some research, um, there's no show this size in the country that's $10, a $10 ticket. There's, you know, other, you know, shows in the region – they're all approaching forty dollars for an admission. I mean, and a ten dollar ticket. People ask how you do it, and the answer is, you don't make any money. No. <laughs> <laughs> you do it for the love of it. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I love the praise, and, and it's gratifying. Um, but that's all. That's the only real pay that there is. There's, I, I'm, I'm, we're not raking in, you know, lots of money at the door. It's paying for the show, right? And it makes it repeatable. Um, no, no. So a ten dollar ticket. That's where we're trying to keep and maintain
3: so listeners out there who may have not uh, taken a trip to
1: any of the previous gym city comic cons what can they expect when they walk in oh when they walk in they will see a sea of color yeah you know uh, it's I it's it's funny to stand back and watch the doors people walk in and they their eyes widen they look around and you know it's just a sea of color of four color comics all over the place um, but we have, you know, because we have a small dealer room to keep it real competitive for the people that come to the show. Um, it, we have the best dealers, the most reputable uh, store owners that come to our show consistently. Um, and our artist alley is by far, by far it's the gem of the gem city, not to make a pun or no, whatever. No, all good. But it's, um, they, they really are just the, the cream of the crop. Um, you know from internationally known and respected writers and artists to um lots of hometown you know creators from this the miami valley um, but they can expect great comics, great creators, great artists, great writers, and interesting informative panels yeah yep
3: and you have panels i was I was just pulling up the panels um, there's a panel that if you go on the website i'm not I'm not advertised on there but Uh, at the, at the independent creators expo, I talked to Amanda Gilliam who she does Amanda Gilliam presents podcast and she is the one who is doing a lot of social media and things for you. And, uh, her podcast is the podcast for the gym city comic con. Sure. And she's hosting a podcast panel. So you guys come out I think it's one o'clock on, on that Saturday, but talk about some of the panels that you have, because that is,
1: that, that is one of the fun parts of going to a con. Sure. Um, what my, my theory of panels is is if someone is interested enough in a topic to create a presentation then someone has got to be interested in it too and honestly it's the weakest part of what i do there um and i've got some people that really enjoy panels and really know how to put them on um craig this put together a number of um educational panels where people are going to be talk about history of comics um and, and just interesting topics about comics um I don't know. Like I said, it's the weakest part of what I do because um, well, I don't know what people think are inter- is interesting. And I right. leave it to, you know, quasi, you know, professionals who do that sort of programming all the time to I, I lean on them pretty hard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can go to uh, uh slash panels and all your info will be there. Uh, but so people can bring bring some money. They can buy some uh, different different things from. The independent creators expo, there was some people who actually had things that they were selling, things that they created. Sure. And you'll have stuff like that, right?
1: Oh absolutely. Um eighty percent well, of our, our artist alley, or what we call our creator corner, is independent publishers. Yeah. They uh you know, they spend their own dime to publish, self publish, their creation. And if someone has enough love for what they do, I I, I believe that they're that it's quality yes you know they're they're really putting themselves out there um and there's some fantastic stuff that's self-published on a lot a lot
3: there, there's a lot of great looking stuff
1: oh my gosh um just to name a few um uh eric adams uh has put together uh through his nearer imprint a number of fantastic stories that just every time i revisit them it's it, you know it's something new changes the way I, I view something it's just um i look for him um I'm going to forget people, and they're going to get mad no, at me. No, it's all but, good. Uh, Chris uh, Charlton, um, he's, he put out a couple of really great books that are all self-published. Um, and right now, the names of them are escaping me. Um, but they're all on the website. Look for him. Um, and then, of course, my, my good friend, Sean Forney, Forney um, has, always has uh, Scarlet Huntress stuff, which is real fun to read. Him And his wife created it, and she writes a number of it. And, he always reaches out to people to bring in stories. Um, and, of course, Mark Wade, um, who is an internationally known and respected writer. Um, who else is in our artist alley? The, um,
3: there's, a, there's a lot.
1: There it really it, it, is. And, it, and my, my mind blanks whenever there's a microphone in front of me. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, you, you have you have uh, tons of the links. There are pictures up
3: here. Uh, like People that we've interviewed, uh, like Justin Wasson... Uh, Allison Dixon, um, we had those those people on the podcast, uh, and I purchased a book uh, from uh, who is on uh, Eric Adams I put, purchased a book called uh, the, the Many Hues of Ted Cruz," where Ted Cruz is uh, having a love affair with some crayons right um, it, but you see some of the art and some of the things that people are creating that, that you have there, and it is the quality of the of the product.
1: The, the art itself, it's amazing. It's to someone who hasn't experienced it or who's sort of on the fringes of it to see that, um, yeah, the level of of, of love and in in what what they put into it is just amazing. I mean, it just I don't. There's no no other way to say it other than just creative people acting. You know, you give them a a, a stage to stand on, and they'll be creative. Yeah, and it's 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 gratifying that that those sort of independent creators this are my sort of, you know, they they lend street cred to the show because you know they're they're independent creators. They're kind of a, you know, it's like herding cats a little bit, but yeah. they enjoy what we do there in in Dayton and they've always been a priority for me, always. So when
3: when does it start? When when does the planning start? When does the whole process
1: start? Um I started planning this show about 18 months ago. Wow. Um it takes it takes that long. I started the next show, the seventeen show, um, about three months ago. I, which, so that so means I'm behind, is what it means. <laughs> but um, that's how long, how long it takes. Uh-huh. You know. And maybe I'm just slow. Some people put it together in three months. But I'm, I'm very critical of myself. I'm, I try to make everything perfect, and it never can be. But it takes, that, it takes me that long to put it together. We're, I'm, I've signed some interesting guests for 2017 that I'm looking forward to.
3: Do you have a team of people that you work with or how much how much of this are you doing on your own?
1: Um I I have a small crew of people. Um there's uh me and my partner Bill. Um and then Amanda uh and that's it. Ah. <laughs> uh, but I, I lean on um a lot of the artists like my my friend Sean, he helps me out with art and mm-hmm. you know, he's a working professional so he has, you know, connections to some of the guests that i'd like to get and he's always showing me new people like hey this guy's from columbus maybe you should you know call him or this guy's up in cleveland or he's just in chicago i, I you know i did some work with him maybe have him down uh and then nate lovett um he, he always helps me out with with art when he can and he's got a new book coming out that it, i'm really excited to see the preview he's debuting it um at c2e2 next weekend but it's called uh, champions of strange lake or odd lake I don't know. But it's uh I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But those are the kinds of people that I lean on. It's like, "Hey, I I need this done real quick, can you help me out?" And they're always like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and and they always help me out with finding guests um that are new. Yeah. Yep. And uh
3: gaming, you got some gaming going on, some gaming events. Uh what kind of gaming
1: events? I'm not a a, a really good Promoter, sure. No. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, and I'm looking at the website. Sure. All, all
3: all the information is is on the on the website. But uh, so when people walk into the rooms and they see see these events, what like what what like when you're talking about game, is it video games? Oh is no, these are tabletop gaming. Okay. We're
1: doing. Um, I, I for, for for sure should mention our sponsor. Our gaming sponsor is Bell Book Comic nice. in, in Dayton. Yeah, and and that's something that I sort of give to Pete. I say, Pete, you know. You know what's hot. You know what's selling. You know what kids are going to want to play, Where people want to play. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. And he does. And people come out and they, they love it. We've got a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. There's a, um, a Clicks tournament, Hero Clicks, and then uh, a number of New Magic the Gathering. Uh, uh, there's a release uh-huh. that weekend. Yeah. And it's going to be debuting there. And it, do people sign up before, beforehand? There, there is a registration um, at uh, at Bell Book and Comic. They right. go in... Um, either by phone or however they do it, email. They they buy into the game, um, you know, and they they do sealed decks or whatever, and then uh, they get a ticket with it. So they come into the show, they wash out in the first round, and they can still peruse the the show. They're still inside the show.
3: (laughs) And you uh, cosplay, for a lot of people, cosplay. If you go on Instagram or you go on YouTube, cosplay is what, for a lot of people, they love to go out and they want, love to create something for themselves, for people to see. But for somebody like myself, I'm not. I'm not going to take. I, I do podcast editing, right? I, I don't have the time to put together a suit. But to see people go out and do that, it, it's really inspiring for me. Sure, and it makes it fun to go to these events.
1: Talk about the co- cosplay and the costume contest that you that you guys have. Part part of what what we like at gem city and, and shows in general is it's a spectacle. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to see rare and you know low printed comics and, and see, you know, strange independent books that you wouldn't normally be exposed to, but you also get to see people in these costumes and these aren't like something that you bought at foys or something that you bought. They, these are handcrafted, um, costumes that are just really, really impressive. They, uh, they, you know, they fall in love with the character and they dress up like that character. And we've, we, we have a contest to see who, you know, who has the best contest or costume. And first of all, I'd like to say that they're all, you know, they're all winners. It's really interesting to see. You know, part of it is just we we have a contest because there's a little bit of gratification. But there's 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 been a bit of a backlash against cosplayers because it's taken so seriously. Yeah, and. And when people take things seriously, it gets competitive. And they're, I'm not saying that they're, they're nasty people, that there was fights and stuff like that, but there was. <laughs> um, and not at Gem City, but at yeah. some of the others where some, sometimes these, these costume contests, they, they give away thousands of dollars, oh. cash and prizes. And you know when you have that kind of money on the line, people get competitive and feelings get hurt. Um, but our contest is more about just showcasing what you have done and then we, we have some token gifts or some token prizes so you know if you don't win the 50 dollars amazon gift certificate you're not going to confront somebody in the hallway you know or you know you're going to bash the 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 contest organizer you know for misjudging or yeah. stuff like that and o- on it, social and media
3: hap- that happens
1: absolutely oh wow right and it, and we're just, we're just more it's more about Gathering with people that share your same passion. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and being supportive. When you get to the kind of money and prizes that they give away at other places, you, you tend to want to cut people down, and that's not what we want in Dayton. But um, our sponsor for that is the um, RU Game up in Piqua. Um, uh, Paul and his wife are sponsoring the costume contest and providing, you know, the, the, the gifts on, or the uh, prizes on Saturday for the adults. And then on Sunday also, uh, we have a children's Uh, costume contest and every every child that enters gets in um, gets a a little comic book you know for entering and you know for putting forth the effort and that's really what it's about we want to thank you for your passion yeah yeah Uh, and I should also mention that if you come and enter in the contest you get in uh, at eight dollars you get a discount for coming in costume and you can't just come as you know t-shirt and jeans man you know you got to you gotta, you got to put forth a little effort. <laughs> right. Right. So
3: uh, you talked about children. Oftentimes, we with, with the things that we're interested in, uh, I, I've been a fan of a lot of geek culture all my life. Sure. I grew up watching the Incredible Hulk TV show back in the 70s and Spider-Man and never during that time when I was reading X-Men in the 80s I never imagined we'd live in a time now where we have these that's the major movies that are coming out is a lot of the geek related movies, the right. comic inspired movies where it's now it's mainstream. Absolutely. Um which it's a glorious time. It's to be alive and be able to see, like to see Deadpool on screen. Yeah. And now we're about to see, uh, no matter what people think about it, Superman versus Batman on screen. I know a lot of people have their issues with with that. Sure. Um, I can't wait. I was always a Batman and Superman fan. Oh, yeah. Um, but w- what started you out growing up to get into all of this?
1: Well, this is another one of those origin stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Everybody's got an origin.
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, where to begin? <clears throat> I, really, I suppose I really didn't take it real seriously uh, until I was an adult. Um, I, I, I inherited a collection of, you know, beater books, but it started off real early Spideys from, I think, uh, 138 or 139 was the first book that I, that I ever remember reading. Um, and I only collected Spideys. I only really liked Spideys. And I collected them up until maybe 1990. Yeah. And then I took the collection and sold it. <laughs> I bought a guitar. <laughs> and I.
3: Uh, How old were you when, when that happened? Probably 14, 15? Yeah, it was yeah. A fr-
1: freshman. No, it was maybe eighth grade. It was maybe the summer between the two. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's what I did. Is I bought a guitar and, and kind of left comics alone. Um, and then I had a friend um, named Jason Pelfrey. And we were uh, cruising around looking for something to do. And he said, well... You want to stop into the, the Dragon Slayer, which is no longer there, and I was like, "All right, whatever." So, you know,
3: uh, where uh, Spaghetti Warehouse ar- the, around there, where it used to be there, right? Right, on, yeah. uh, just
1: on the west side of uh, what is that? That's Ludlow. Yes, yeah. And I and I we I went to school at shamanad, so I you know I knew the store because they they used to have uh, hard you know uh, books upstairs, and I always collected books. Um, so we walked in there, and he he was interested to see what was up with Spider Man, you know, because he had left comics also, and I. I'd, so, yeah, let's let's look, and I oh, gosh, I might have been twenty nine or or so when this happened. So we went in there and I I gra- grabbed a copy of uh, um, Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, and I was just I was like, this is awesome. This is really great. So and that's that's what jumped me back into it. And then the one that really solid, you know, made it solid is I bought um, a trade. I don't know if it was traded then. It might have been the singles, but of the Hush Batman's storyline. Okay, and it was Jim Lee, Stephen Loeb, or Jeff Loeb and uh, Scott Williams and it just floored me. I was like, wow, this is this is much different than the comics I remember, you know, and it's it, they're just it's glorious. And ever since then I started I was just buying collections, looking for stuff to buy, looking for stuff to read. Um, and I and I must say that comics now, people will boo, you know, boo this, but comics now are fantastically p- paced, written. Um, they're so easy to understand. Um the, the action, what's going on. And the stories are really compelling. So when you talk about, it's, it's interesting to see how the, the genre has become mainstream. It, it's, it's gratifying, but I've always known that it was there. Yeah. You know, and, and, I've, and I'll tell anybody that we like science fiction or crime or mystery, the best stories are in comics. Yeah. The, the best stories, no matter what you like, they're, they're in comics.
3: And they, they, it's always been that way. Like it's, you know, for for a lot of people, they didn't know that there were these uh, stories out there that weren't were not geared towards children. Oh yeah, that that are definitely more geared towards adult. I forget what the series is called, but there was one where they did the story of Kingpin, mm-hmm. and he was told the story of how he was uh, got molested and all this other
1: stuff. Right. That was, or he got. I think he got raped in prison. It, it, it and it's about the depth of the story. Yes. I mean it's it's you get, yeah, you, it, it becomes so you know multi leveled and and faceted that there it's so intriguing to read. It's the best stuff being written. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I read I read lots of stuff, and I always come back to comics. Yeah. So, the culture now.
3: You said you were into Spider Man and sure. the movies are. That they're touchstones for a lot of our culture now. Mm-hmm. That it's something we all plan. Hey, on this date, I'm going to go see that movie. Uh, recently, S- Civil War, they released uh, Spider-Man. S- you saw him in Civil War. He's, yep. he's now with the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Uh, what do you think of the costume? Um, I'm not somebody that nitpicks.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of I people, like that.
1: Um, I, I did read an interesting thing about it. They said that the... Uh, the uh, if you listen very carefully, you hear a little bit of tech and they say, well, it's a, it's the spider suit from, you know, it's a, it's a stark tech suit. And to me, I said, it's still Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it does, doesn't bother me and stuff. I'm more interested in who's playing him. Yeah. Um, because his voice sort of sounded like Tobey Maguire. Yes. Just to me. And I, I I could be way off base, but that, that's my favorite Spider-Man is the Tobey Maguire ones. So, so
3: uh, I like, I like those as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, the second one that they did, well, it was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. So, what are what are some of the things that you're into now? Like some some of your influences, some of the uh, comics or movies or TV shows? Because there's it's sure. I mean,
1: we are in a gold mine right now. Right. It's 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 everywhere. It's omnipresence. I'm waiting for the the backlash so we can, you know, we can put it back in the closet. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's it, it's
3: currently happening.
1: It it always does. But um, if we're talking about co- like uh, comics and movies. And in, in The Walking Dead Yeah Absolutely um, Let's start off by saying w- w- The artist that I really appreciate right now And it, it comes and goes But um, Mobius And I can't pronounce his real name But is just phenomenal I read his Silver Surfer Over you know Just the other day And it's The art in is just fantastic Mobius is So underrated You know And he's an artist artist You know Artists rave about him And he's just It's just really Fantastic Go find some Mobius But, and right now I'm also reading, these are all old books because I I buy collections and, you know, it's like, oh, I never got a chance to read that. I'll Mm -hmm. read that now. Um, Scalped. Um, Aaron, uh, Jason, is that his name? I don't know. But he's, those, uh, Scalped has been really, really fantastic. Uh, Thief of Thieves, um, which is still an ongoing book right now, is, you know, and it's a crime noir kind of stuff, and it's uh, uh, written by uh, Kirkman. Who you know does The Walking Dead and it's drawn by uh Sean Martinborough, who was a guest at the show a couple years ago. Um, those are really fantastic. Um movies, I gotta say, Deadpool was awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I can jump on that bandwagon, but it, my wife who's not somebody that reads, you know, you know, reads Deadpool or or knew a lot about Deadpool, but we, we laughed the whole movie. Yeah. You know, so amazing. It, was, it was it was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah. I, I had so much fun. I mean, it, it wasn't the perfect comic book or superhero movie for sure, but what they were able to do by crossing over the fourth wall and you had a lot of inside humor. I don't know if it's going to hold up in twenty, thirty years where people will watch and go, "I, I don't green," you know, what's right. all this stuff about? But for the moment, the from the beginning to the editing to the action to the jokes, it, they all nailed it it nailed it beat for beat um so yeah even Colossus and how they did how they handled the X-Men and mm-hmm. like all the humor was, was fantastic so I,
1: it was I so much it. just like the, the comic books I mean there's you know it, it's almost lampooning itself my it favorite is. Deadpool story um other than the one that my friend Mark Wade wrote was uh Marvel kills or Deadpool kills the Marvel universe and at the end of it not to you know spoiler alert um he goes in and finds the editors of his comic book, and you know, and that's that's sort of how it ends. Is he's he's there finding the editors. So I mean, and that's that, that fourth wall kind of stuff. You know, just making fun of comics, how serious people take it, um, but still being a hero. It's just, yeah, you know, Deadpool's fantastic, and I, and my favorite Deadpool stories are that one, and then the ones that are um, written by Gail Simone. Those are really fantastic.
3: And you mentioned Mark Wade was your was your friend
1: sorta of, yeah. yeah i mean I, I i got his phone number i'm okay. not sure he'd answer if i called but <laughs> but he's been, him him and christy have come to the show for a number of years now um um chris and they own a store over in Muncie. oh wow yeah and yeah mark um mark's been fantastic with the show he's always anything i've ever asked him the you know can you show up he does um yeah and he's him and christy have been fantastic friends and 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 quasi partners of the show they've always helped out and done what they can that's so cool yeah
3: uh so tv i mean we you got we got daredevil coming up with punisher and oh yeah what do you what do you think about what netflix is doing and maybe even the agents of shield and flash and all all that that is
1: it's all fantastic now I, i must say that the marvel universe i've always been a marvel zombie okay so you know outside of that it's the dc i've never really jumped into that universe other than batman yeah um but the, the TV shows are, are fantastic. It's great to see, and it's something that we, we all enjoy. Daredevil was by far my, one of the most favorite things I've read um, or watched last year. Um, we started Jessica Jones, um, and we just... Life's complicated, and time's mm-hmm. short, so we haven't seen all of it yet. Um, but that, The Walking Dead... Um, I'm, I'm what, what I'm hoping... What it does for the show is it brings in people that... You know, I saw... I watched an episode of Flash or yes. you know I saw of uh, Arrow and I want to see I want to learn no more about it or yeah. I want to I want to be part of that you know see see what what's more is out there um, and that's what Gemzady can do for you I Yeah mean.
3: Well I mean that when early on when I was a youngster uh, and, and seeing the incredible Hawk TV show seeing Spider-Man on TV as a child that that got me where I where I am today where I will see those movies the when they open up That weekend. Right. Like, as my friend from, um, uh, Jason has from the uh, mainstream geek, he says, they already have my money. They already have my money for for most of these movies that are coming out. I get so excited for them. It's like, I can't wait to see it and then to see where I'm not disappointed. Right. You know, because I try to have my uh, expectations a little level because then you stumble across things like the Fantastic Four that got released and then you get I,
1: disappointed i i'm I, I haven't seen it yet but a, a friend of mine who owns a shop and is lifelong you know nerd he walked out of it ah. i mean and that's unfortunate because you know I, I can't imagine even even a movie that i absolutely hated you know i've never walked out of a movie yeah, I but to be either. that that disappointed in it that you that you don't see the whole thing it just it must have been bad <laughs> it must have been yeah. bad um <clears throat> I, I was t- I was thinking thinking it over the other day. Um, we have a four year old, and you know, being my son and living in our house, there's all kinds of comic books around, and there's all kinds of you know. We, there's we watch the comic books on TV and the Lego stories and all that that nerdy stuff is all around him. And I was thinking, how spoiled is they? Very spoiled. You know how? Yeah, these days it's it's great. Omni- yeah it's omnipresent, and you know you have a dad that's so cool with it that you know we can. Roll your eyes <laughs> that uh, that we can uh, that it's that it's there yeah you know I, I didn't yeah just incredibly spoiled that's what I think
3: yeah the, you know we we used to have to wait for that stuff to come on at a certain time you didn't have YouTube you didn't have Netflix oh yeah like it's such it's such a great time I had to, to get be up, up
1: early on Saturday
3: <laughs> that was an exciting time yeah uh, yeah it does have some of it, some of its negatives and some of its positives because. Every, everybody would watch the same thing. And now there's so many different genres, so many different subgenres of like anime or comic culture. Like, even within comics, there's a lot of underground comics that people have never heard of before.
1: As, those are actually the books that I love now. I mean, that's from a collector point of view and someone who buys and sells comics year round, I like the really obscure, weird books because they're 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 really hard to find sometimes. Yeah. You know, and it's and collecting for me now is about the hunt or, you know, buying and selling is about the hunt. If if you have enough money, I can get any comic book you want. Yeah. If you want an action number one, I can get you one. Ah nice. I, I, you know, it's a couple of phone calls. But if you want a you know um a zap number one first print, I don't think I could get you one. Right. There's, there might not be enough money. To find to to find one, yeah. they, they just don't exist, um, and that's that's what I like because I have found books like that. There were people said, no, the, "You'll never see one." Oh, yeah, I've got three. <laughs> um, we we found a, a. You're probably not familiar with the book, but it's a it was an anti-communist book that came out in the fifties. Uh-huh. It was called Blood Is the Harvest. I haven't heard of it. it uh, you know, this was the height of the you know anti-communist you know uh, f- fervor. <clears throat> and a religious imprint put out this book, and it hit the newsstands. And everyone said, "No, this is too gory. This uh-huh. is too, you know, even for propaganda. This is too much." And they pulped them. Um, there was, uh, I think, the Overstreet. Last time I looked, said there was thirteen known copies. Wow, I've had three. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I found them here in Dayton, actually. Really? Absolutely. In Fairborn.
3: Nice. So do you you know you talked about collecting comics? Do you collect a lot of the toys and pop vinyls and we we
1: actually yeah we we, we do we like the uh, the Walking Dead stuff um, and it's one it's actually one of those things like well we've got three there's only eight in the set yeah. let's just go ahead and finish out the set and stuff but we're running out of room um, toys. No, because we've got a four-year-old. Yeah. If, you, if there's something in the box, then there's something wrong with your house. That's just what I say. If, you, <laughs> if you've got kids in the house and the box is, you know, you, you know you're, you're slapping wrists to keep them away from the box, that's not, and that's part of the reason why the, all this stuff is valuable now is because, I, you know, a broken toy is a well-loved toy. Yeah. You know, and I just, that's, that's just how I feel about it. I know a lot of people don't. But so,
3: so you think people should open up absolutely. their toys and have them displayed and... Play with them and stuff, right?
1: Yep. You got to play with your toys.
3: Yeah. See, I have, I have stuff at home where I'm like, I want to open that so bad, but it's been in the box. Like, I got Kiss figures mm-hmm. that have been in the box since I got them back in the early 90s, and I so want to open them up and just, you know, stage them in my little uh, quote-unquote studio in my garage at right. home where I do podcasts. Like, I got all my stuff that I've collected over the years displayed there, and now you know i don't have like it used to be an ashamed thing like oh you're into comic books how old are you again right but now, it's like the scene from the 40 year old virgin it is like that yeah but now like you find so many people from play from communities and from places like the gem city comic con where people can have events that they go to to meet up with friends mm-hmm. to go hey we're going to go check this like it's celebrated now
1: absolutely and that's and that's part of what we're doing is that it's we're celebrating our little subculture here and trying to, you know, in, in introduce more people to it. Yeah. And I, and I must say that it, one of the things we've done in the past, and we haven't got a chance to do it right now is, is talk about um, using comics in classrooms. Oh. And that's one of the things that Christie is pa- passionate about is bringing comics, you know, from the shelf into the classroom, teaching reading, introducing the new subjects. And that's, and I, I, I I couldn't think of a better way to teach somebody to read than with comics you yeah. know, from a, a f- four or five year old to someone who has, has trouble with it or to get them excited about reading because comics are a step or uh, a stepping stone to fiction. You know, yes. it's a stepping stone into, uh, you know, biography. So, you know, be careful. But, you know, he came home with a Spider-Man comic. Next thing you know, he's he's reading Kurt Vonnegut. You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> but yeah it's a stepping stone to lifelong reading yeah that's that's awesome so um people
3: and when they when they come out and they come out to the show uh let's talk about the show and talk about um when they when they when when to show up what you have
1: for friday and saturday that 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 weekend um let's see uh we're saturday and sunday oh Um, saturday and sunday yeah okay yeah friday's uh yeah, they have shows that start on Friday, but not here. Okay, We're not going to do that right away. <laughs>
3: now, now, a couple years ago, you, there was uh, Dayton Bands that kicked off on at W.O. W. Rights. Uh, d- are you going to have anything like that?
1: Um, that was something that BJ actually put together from Studio oh, uh, nice. Kamikaze. Um, and I don't know that there's anything like that this year Uh i know he's uh planning a a couple of after parties but we we got some we've got there's plenty of opportunities for after parties but on saturday morning um we have a early bird special um you get in at nine o'clock it costs five extra dollars at the door and you get a whole hour to peruse before general admission opened up right so arrive early um and you get in for a little extra the uh main doors open at 10 o'clock uh, and by 10 o'clock all the artists will be in all the dealers will be in and ready you know ready to show you what they brought um and that's when the panels start uh actually first panel starts at ten thirty, um and we run panels all day long costume contest uh, registration starts at 11 and uh there's a parade of costumes i think at three o'clock i don't know i don't I, I just uh it all goes by, it's a blur to me. Cause, yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm inside the whirlwind. It's hard for me to be outside of it and see what, what is the best part, the must-see part of it. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say it'd probably be the Artist Alley. That's, when I, that's what I like the most. But um, i trying to think. Um, our day usually culminates with um, our charity auction. Okay. Um, and I can't remember the times. I think it's 3 o'clock. We start our uh, Hero Initiative um, auction. And the hero initiative is a a charity based out of california, and what they do is they um they you know a lot of what creators do is all work for hire yep. you're a freelancer there's not um you know there's not a medical plan there's not a retirement plan um you know at the end of your job you get paid a check and you wait for the next project to come along So there's what what hero initiative does is it take it finds when creators are in need they they fill those gaps those financial safety nets um and a friend of mine, um, his name was uh, Josh Metters. he, um, he, he had a, a really rare form of cancer. Um, and Hero Initiative helped him and his family out when, when he needed it. Uh-huh. Um, and that's how we got involved with the charity, through uh, Josh and my friend Sean, who was friends with Josh. Um, and so the Hero Initiative became part of you know the tradition at Gem City. We had this... this um, uh, auction and we take uh, we walk the room we get some art we get some uh, merchandise and then we just take it upstairs to the auction room and uh, frank rayner bill gladman and rachel gladman they auction it off and it's fun yeah. it's uh, it's a little bit raucous you know people get in bidding wars i mean there was a i think last year or the year before there was a Two buddies were together, and there was a a Hulk action figure. It wasn't special. It wasn't. It was a you know it was a ten dollar thing, and they bid it up to fifty dollars, just because you're not getting it. No, you're (laughs) not getting it, and and it goes all and it all goes to charity, the Hero Initiative. Um, If you if you're around town, you see our uh, our our posters. um, We have a crow um, poster for Gem City Comic Con, and that is actually Josh Metter's art. He did that, and then my friend Sean. Colored it for us. Uh, Josh passed away a number of years ago. He finally, he, he lost his battle to cancer. Wow. Um, but we've we've kept the charity and we we do it in his memory. Um, the thing that bothers me is I didn't didn't become really great friends with Josh. I would have liked to spend more time with him. Sure. Um, you get to know him a little bit better. But he he was always struggling when I when I knew him. Um, so look for that. Um, the other thing that we have on is another uh charity event is after the show. And it's not on the website yet, but it will be, I think it's 7.30 or 8. I can't remember. We're doing a drinking draw. This is the first one that we've ever done at Gem City, a formal one. There's been plenty of drinking draws, but it's usually in hotel rooms. Um, but we're going to go over to Warp Wing Brewery, and there's going to be a, um, a drinking draw. The number of artists are going to be there. They're going to do some sketches. They might you know, team up on it or something. It's a spectacle event. You, yeah. you get to go in and watch creators create. Uh, and then at the end of that, as the pages come off, we're going to auction them off there. And those are going to – that money raised there is going to go to Hope for Heroes, which is a, a charity run by um, my friend Sean, again, in honor of Josh, uh, specifically designed to help creators struggling with cancer. And the other charity is the Rosewood um, Art Center. It's a uh, scholarship fund for, uh, for their art programming. And Rosewood is part of the Kettering Parks and Rec organization. So that's where that goes, and I can't remember exactly what the time is. I have the press release at home. I haven't put it up on the website yet, but um, it will be there, and that'll be over at the, uh, the Warped Wing Brewery. I love Warped Wing. It's it's so cool that you're
3: that you're doing that for the community, and that you have this community event that that is helping uh, beyond just bringing people together for for this you know for this culture.
1: Sure, and it's uh, what I found is that. Um, Daytonians especially are extremely generous yeah. I mean um, this little this little auction that we run is not you know we're not giving away super rare things we've got some original art and stuff like that but it's mostly it's, it's prints and merchandise and a little bit of original art here and there and people really reach deep because they know it's going to charity yeah. um, and they've been extremely generous we've raised as much money here in Dayton as they do at columbus when they come to columbus wow or when they come to some of the other shows um the I, i've been told that we we do as much as some of the really m- much much bigger shows that's amazing Yeah, and it is and uh, and chalk it up to the generosity generosity of the community it's amazing dude
3: well uh go ahead and let people know the websites the social media any any anything where they any information that they have uh where you want them to go check out um gem city comic-con
1: all right we're on the web at uh, www.gemcitycomiccon.com uh, and we're at facebook instagram twitter and tumblr at gem city comic-con um and of course we'll be down at the convention center this year um finally the gem city comic-con is in the gem city uh april 2nd and 3rd 2016
3: yeah and you guys uh like i said at the beginning of the podcast i will be part of the podcast panel at 1 p.m., hosted by Amanda Gilliam. And you guys come and check it out. Our our friend Troy Copes, who he does the Uncommon Geek podcast. I was a guest on episode 78, and he is part of Dayton Podfest. So that's uh, June 3rd at the old Yellow cap building. You guys can come and check it out. But there's a community of people coming together for these various events, and you guys should definitely go support it. Uh, it like, as this culture grows, as the comic culture grows and the geek culture grows, um, I hope that this this grows immensely
1: for you, and that I hope it stays manageable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gr- growth is great, but I'm just one guy. Are, are you looking for people to, like if somebody's oh, listening no. out there and they're like, "How do I get involved?" I wish I could, but I'm, I'm one of those people that uh, that I have to I have to have a hand in it, or I else know. I it got you. It, I, I will. I will if if I ask you to do something that's not done exactly the way I do I would do it I would I will stew on that forever. Yes. So <clears throat> it's easier just to take that on and try and pace it than than ask somebody else to make me mad. <laughs> I, I can
3: sympathize. I can sympathize. We're putting together our first event for Dayton Podcast. I <coughs> I get a sense of that for myself so. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much. Well, uh, well, I appreciate thank you. you coming on, Jesse. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh Take care. Uh, have a great week. Here is Deuterus with She-Hawk Train Blues.
4: Well, I
0: met her at a club. She was painted up green. Half-dressed to it. Rip- wouldn't wanna make her be Stepped up, game told her she's a nerd's dream That's when I found out she's on par with Charlie Sheen she got a face so pretty, voice so shitty No self-control, green, drunk, and swall Wrecked like a sailor with a costume tailored To show off distractions from her crazy actions Yeah, she was strong Her game was strong Skin's still pretty, hardly nothing on. Yeah, I was smiling at the way that she giggled and laughed. Stepped up once more for an autograph. And I said, hey, I met you at the show the night before. And you'll always be my favorite of the fantastic. Her game was hella bent, crooked like a Wookiee, playing chess, but she's heaven-sent, nerdy and flirty, I hope she's dirty, and her force rocks on, like all night long! Her game was strong!
5: I'm Justin. I'm Jody. From the Bad Apparent... <laughs> this could be a while. Alright. Hey, I'm Justin. I'm Jody. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: do it now. <laughs> now I know why. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood.
5: (laughs) Hey Jody. Yeah, Justin. (laughs) Hey Jody. Hi Justin. Do you like guys with beards? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. What about bald heads? Most of the time. What if there are guys with beards and bald heads with just deep rivers of blue eyes that just say "I love you." I tend to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if they're just a genuinely good dude, too? Um, I just friend them. Befriend them. them. Not him. friend them. Not friend them. That sounds like a Facebook thing. What about thing? be friendly with them? Not too friendly. Not too friendly? I oh. Well, the Izzy Rock meets those requirements. He's bearded. He's bald. He's got those deep rivers of bluey bluey eyes. You mean he's got triple Bs? Yes, triple Bs. <laughs> 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 and he's got a couple podcasts that he does. I knew that. Yeah. Tales from the Hard Side.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. On the Block with his bestest friend ever, Scott Epic. Mm-hmm. And then he also produces the Gem City Podcast, which is a local, like, artsy fartsy type podcast in the Dayton, Ohio area. So, Well, who knew? I know. I, I, basically, what I'm trying to say here is he's a good guy. You should go listen to him. Give him a, a shout-out. And if you like his stuff... You know what? Subscribe to him on iTunes. Also, you can leave him a comment. Rate, review, and subscribe, people. We'd appreciate it. And so would he. Yes, yes, he would. Oh, he's a, he's a dad, too. So the Bad Parenting Podcast loves the fact that he's a dad. So that helps out. Dads are great. Dads are great. Two cool sons. See, good dude. Raising good kids. We need more people like him. I agree. So yes, yes. Listen listen to Izzy's shit. It's awesome. Agree again. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. Do you have too many friends?
0: Does your community respect you a little too much? Are you tired of your family loving you?
5: Is the corporate ladder too easy to climb?
0: We have a solution for you. No No hope hope for for
3: humanity!
0: Listen today and share it with your friends, enemies, neighbors, family, and co-workers.
2: Watch as everyone in your life loses their hope for humanity.
0: Subscribe on iTunes and you'll receive new and exciting episodes every week. And then
4: get drunk, motherfuckers.